Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week, for Sabbath, November 21st, we look at Lesson 8, Education and Redemption. Join us as we explore how God's redemptive acts lead us into learning more. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. All right, so week eight, lesson eight, education and redemption. Our memory text is taken from 2 Timothy 3, verse 16, New King James Version here. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Yeah, I love this passage. It just brings us right back to the foundation of Scripture and that Scripture is not some kind of abstract idea. It actually has real practical value and application to how we live our lives. Amen. Hopefully it's one of the driving forces behind all of our education, right? Exactly. Okay, so it leads us into the image of God, in the image of God. Uh, Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Michael, what can you tell us about Sunday's lesson? Yeah, so uh, Genesis uh, 1, this this phrase, uh, an image of God, or the equivalent in Latin, the Imagio Dei. It's become this, uh, in theology, when I'm teaching my Christian theology students, it's it's one of these foundational concepts that uh, it's a biblical principle that uh, goes right back to the Garden of Eden. So this Imagio Dei, image of God, and that Adam and Eve, when they were created, God created them not just as one another animal and a, a wide variety of different animals that God created and as beautiful as all of the those animals are, but God gave them the power to be able to think with a will uh, and the ability to choose uh, to follow him. So there was sort of uh, an, an additional responsibility uh, because they were made in God's image. And so that sets human beings apart from the rest of all the all the rest of the the creation that we have there and because of that mm. we have meaning yeah we significance do. we do and you know that's the thing uh there's so many books on it right uh or the search for meaning why do we exist why are we mm-hmm. here and it comes back to this concept if we deny this concept we lose our sense of meaning we lose yeah. our sense of purpose right Exactly. The other thing I think that's really significant to bring out from this Imagio Dei, if you please, is this idea of re- a relationship, that God created Adam and Eve uh, to be in relationship with him. So uh, right there from the very beginning, the where God taught Adam and Eve, walked with them in the garden, yeah. everything else was meant to be in its fullest sense uh, in relationship with our creator. You know, it's, it's funny that you said that because... Someone asked, is it possible to be in the will of God without knowing God? Hmm. And I said, you know, when God created us, uh, there's people who don't know who Jesus is. They haven't read the Bible before, but he placed his mark upon all of us, his stamp upon all of us. And we can choose whether to accept that or not. Romans 2 goes a little bit deeper uh, Mm -hmm. talking about that, especially verses 13 and 14 there. Mm -hmm. But in, in choosing to serve others, we're actually choosing the character of God. And wow. choosing to tend and keep the earth like we're supposed mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. we're choosing we're choosing to be in the image of God. So this imagio day that, that you're talking about, yeah. it goes beyond just the strict form of religion yeah. that sometimes we talk about. It's it's innate in us that God is placing us, but we still need to choose. Yeah, 
I find it very interesting that, you know, if, if we really took the Imagio Day seriously, how, how, how much that would really impact, like you're talking about, not only is there a relationship vertically with God, but horizontally. Ooh, yes. And, uh, you know, this, this has profound implications. Bef- before God, the Imagio Day, there is no race. Yeah, it's there, true. There, there is no gender. I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't races, and, and certainly there is gender. All of these things are real, and we live with them. But before God, in God's eyes, all of them, he just sees uh, Imagio Day, the, the idea that he created human beings as unique and special. And that concept, yeah. you know, it would eliminate so much of the racism Oof. and sexism yeah. that exists in our society and our, our culture today. So, so we look at it. We, we have numerical backup for this, right? Uh, okay. Black people, mm-hmm. when they first started to be able to vote, we yeah. had, a, what is it, three-fifths of a vote. It means you saw me as three-fifths of a man at one point in time in history. Mercy. I wasn't fully a man. Yeah. Women, two-thirds of a vote, right? Mercy. It means you didn't see them fully as a uh, in the image of God. Mm-hmm. You're, you're somewhat in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And that carries over. We mm-hmm. need to get rid of that because we see in Genesis 5, verse 1, it says here, too, that men and women, yeah. humanity, yeah. we're all created in the image of God. Yeah. doesn't matter what color. doesn't matter what creed, right? We're yeah. still created in the image of God. Yeah, and I, I don't know what that says about women because they didn't even get a right to vote till a hundred years ago. <laughs> Mercy, pray, right? Yeah. We needed their influence. We still need their we influence. Still need their influence, but yes. just a reminder that we're called uh, to a higher standard. Yes, we are. And it comes back to these uh, early uh, foundations that are that are uh, outlined here in Genesis. Um, so tell us, uh, how do we transition from there to Jesus as our teacher? You, you know, speaking about being in that image, mm-hmm. uh, God had a plan from the very beginning. Yeah. That it started there in the garden, right? Uh, that, you know, Satan's head was going to be crushed, right? We saw this and he was going to bruise Jesus' heel. But then in Gen- uh, Isaiah uh, chapter 11, verses 1 through 9, there's a beautiful messianic prophecy that is that is written here. I'll just read a couple of these. I think I have verse uh, 3 highlighted, and I have verse 9 highlighted. I'll start with one. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And then I have here verse 3. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. Verse 9 here. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. You see here, you see here what Jesus is doing. Yes, he has the roots, right? He is stemming up. But then you see here, his knowledge is going to fill the earth. Wow. And that's, that's the beauty of it, right? What mm-hmm. Jesus has done, if we allow that knowledge, and it's not just mm-hmm. the... Uh, it's not just the past knowledge, it's the current knowledge, right? Because mm-hmm. Jesus is still moving. He's still our high priest. Exactly. And it's time to allow that knowledge of his promises to reign in our lives. Yeah. So kind of transitioning from that with Jesus, uh, we look at some of the teachings of Pastor Paul with uh, Moses and the prophets. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jesus recalled back, uh, I'm reminded of the road to Emmaus where he opened to them uh, and all of the scriptures, the things concerning himself. So Jesus saw the writings of Moses and the prophets as being very significant, pointing to him. And we have kind of a key text here, Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 to 17. And I'll actually take the time to read this here because I think it's just so significant it for is. what we're talking about. Um, and I'm reading from the NIV. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, 
because you know those from whom you learned it and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in christ jesus all scripture is god breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of god may be thoroughly equipped for every good work amen and i just love this because you know right now we're in theology class we're going over hermeneutics that's just a fancy word how do you rightly or correctly interpret inspired writings right, right. and uh, this is the most important one of the two most important passages in all of scripture that explains this and and coming back to we're made in the image of god when the image was marred through sin god had to find a way to kind of get our attention and explain the story the plan of salvation and the way we know that is through scripture it's it's uh and and i love this term here god breathed it gives this idea of of breath um mm. going right back to the creation again where god spoke most definitely and created and now god breathed again and, and shared with us a whisper to our hearts of the plan of salvation you know uh, just uh, the other day mark finley shared a quote with our mm. uh, with our preaching class mm-hmm. uh of sister white saying sharing how the written word uh, the same power that went into creation went into the the actual word of God. Yeah. And we have the opportunity to share that word of God with everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's the same power that's behind creation, the same power behind the, the word. So I agree with you there, Michael. And, you know, it, it actually segues perfectly into Wednesday's lesson, mm-hmm. which is talking about wise men and women. And it talks about 1 Kings 4, 29 through 34. And, uh, you know, as, as, as I'm turning there, I'm not going to read the, the entire thing. But uh, right before that, God gives Solomon a choice. He's like, what do you want? You know, just just tell tell me. He could have said millions, million dollars, win the lottery, right? Okay, they didn't have a lottery back then. But he, <laughs> he could have said anything. And what did he ask God for? He asked him for wisdom. I don't know. That would be a pretty tough one, I'd say. Oh, my goodness, right? <laughs> uh, I remember as a kid seeing Shooting Star, and you're like, oh, wait, you're supposed to whisper something, right? And... Usually it wasn't wisdom. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Uh, I've, I've tons, I remember candy came to mind, you know, things like that, <laughs> right, money. Uh, but here he, he was very wise in asking for wisdom. Mm. And what did God do? God gave him that wisdom. And a matter Love of fact, it. so much so, verse yeah. 34, And men of all nations from, the, uh, from all the earth, kings of the earth, who had heard, uh, heard of his wisdom, came to hear the wisdom of Solomon. He was very wise. And how was he wise? Well, it came, comes back. God spoke and gave him wisdom. Exactly. God still speaks and gives us wisdom. Maybe not in that same sense, right? Mm -hmm. But he still does through his word and we need to be listening so we can actually take that wisdom and learn from the wisdom of, of each other. Wow, wow. Well, Thursday kind of shifts the focus from uh, Solomon back to the early Christian church. And so we see uh, here a description of what life was like and i always love uh coming back to the early christians i mean what a inspirational time yes it is uh, you know right there with the apostles and the the turning the world upside down so to speak and here's a a, a favorite passage uh from first corinthians chapter two it's basically um talking about proclaiming christ crucified uh, and he's just not able to do anything else. I, and I love this verse too. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. And, uh, you know, really, we're just coming back to education. Uh, this is it right here at its heart is, is understanding, having a, not just an intellectual knowledge, but a uh, 
personal, intimate knowledge, relational knowledge that comes by uh, knowing uh, Jesus Christ as one's personal Lord and Savior. And I, I just find this, you know, Pastor Paul was just so uh, on fire, contagious, as it were, wanting to go. And then he has this long um, kind of explanation afterwards about wisdom. Now we've looked at Solomon and wisdom. Yeah. Now we're looking at Pastor Paul and and wisdom. That wisdom comes from God. And he just says that in different nuances. We see it through nature. Uh, but most of all, we see it through our cru- crucified Lord and Savior, uh, he says here. So, um, and it just reminds me of Martin Buber, the, the Jewish um, philosopher, theologian. Yeah. Um, he once said that you can accept the scripture and you may read it, but not hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's kind of what Paul's saying in all these different verses. We can, we can hear it, hear the words, but we have to have some kind of transformational, experiential taste of what this means. The taste uh, the the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and His crucifixion and what that means for me right here right now in my own life. Yeah, you know. So so then there's this action actionable part of it mm-hmm. where it actually takes root in our lives and germinates. The seed germinates and actually takes root, and that root turns into action. Yeah. And so I, I love that you shared that because sitting and listening to a, a podcast, sitting listening to a sermon is not good enough. Mm-hmm. Going to the Word of God and allowing the Word to transform your life, that is good enough. Yeah. And by the way, I think, you know, as the more you ingest in the, the daily, just yes. immerse yourself yes. in the Word, um, that impacts you. You know, you start to, to think as you surrender your life um, and whatever past experiences you've had. But the more you cultivate and immerse yourself in that. And, and you know, I'm always challenged uh you know, my daughter right now is doing a Pathfinder Bible experience. So she's memorizing, oh, yeah. just finished um, the book of First um, Peter, the whole book. Oof, oof. Yeah. And, and I'm just really impressed by that. And many of our other Pathfinders that are in the middle of PBE. But one of the things I love is taking that time to not only read scripture, um, to, but to really study and understand it, even to commit the words of scripture to our minds and to our hearts. Amen. And there's something about that. And I have to say, I, you know, I've talked to people, friends over the years that have made a yep. commitment to memorize scripture. Um, there's something about that, that that we do that that education process and fellowshipping with God um, that and I, I don't know how to scientifically explain it but I believe that that God works and awakens in our hearts and um, allows us to it, it sharpens us it, yeah it's, it's the education that continues to educate yeah you know yeah. it stays with us those principles yeah and sometimes it comes back to our recollection and we can mm-hmm. quote it and it's yeah. been several years since we read it, right? Exactly. But this is what happens when we place in our hearts. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think that puts a wrap for this week, so. Yeah, I believe so. This is Soup. And Swoops, signing, signing out. out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops, signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.